Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Bye. 
Uh, welcome to uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of our show. We welcome you. That was uh, Angelo, a slice of the devil's pie. Uh, that's what's going on in this world. A lot of people are trying to get themselves a slice of the devil's pie. No doubt. Really dealing with uh, the money. And uh, people are being seduced and brainwashed by Satan mm-hmm. in many different forms. And uh, that's what we are going over today. The topic is uh, which yeah. what's the name? Going <laughs> 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 to into witchcraft. This is uh, part three of the witchcraft. And, uh, today we're going to be going into well, witchcraft becomes the norm. Yeah, part three, becomes yeah. the norm. which is idolatry and breaking down many forms of idolatry and many forms of witchcraft. And uh, we're going to basically, uh, we want to start off and blend in with some of the things we went to um, last week also. Um, or not last week, the week before last, because we played the Encore again. Um, dealing with prosperity doctrine again, and then we're going to blend it in with other things. And, um, but first, you want to start off with something first, right? Yeah, yeah. I have a few scriptures. Witchcraft comes in the because what's going on, when you check out, uh, like we said before, you check out the music. This world, you know, it's not just music. And some people get all bugged out about music. Oh, you listen to rap, you listen to this. It's not just music. It's everything. Whether you listen to music, whether you turn on the TV, mm-hmm. whether you walk outside the house, whether you even listen to the news, <clears throat> it's witchcraft going on. Um, people are being seduced. It's all being done through lies. If you are... Uh, you can watch different programs, you know, you, you listen. Uh, the reason why we say you listen to the news, a lot of things people believe in, they get it from TV. Or they can go out and be talking to people out in the world because the whole world is on the one vibration, on the one mindset. So no matter who you talk to, you're going you're gonna to get it. Uh, especially this Christian world, they're in the same vibration and the same mindset as the rest of the world. You know, and we that are in Christ, we're not supposed to be in the same mindset as the rest of the world because um, as we go on, you're going to better understand why we said that. Um, one thing I wanted to bring out, uh, I was uh, away in New York this weekend. Um, I had a, a family situation where I had to go down there, and I was uh, talking to a member of my family. And um, one of the things he said, he's supposed to be a, a Christian, mm-hmm. um, what they call born-again Christians and they're saved and things of that nature. And he made a uh, comment. You know, we was talking about uh, the Bible, and then he was going to what science said. And one of the comments he made, he said that, you know, and I was talking what the Bible said, which was contrary to what he was telling me about science. Mm-hmm. And he came out and said, well, if the Bible says that, then the Bible's wrong. <laughs> wow. Um, he said, if the Bible said that, the Bible's wrong. Why he said that? The reason why he said that because science and the doctrine of this world is contrary to the Bible. So they use the Bible and say they believe in the Bible as long as it agrees with what they say. Mm-hmm. Or they don't know what the Bible says concerning that matter, so they just run with that matter because they're really not learning the Bible. They're not reading the Bible. They believe in you know what it is they want to believe in their heart or what it is that whom they look up to in the world. They're just mimicking what they what they heard or, or what they seen. Mm-hmm. But they don't believe in the Word of God. That's why people have to read their Bible. And if, if it ain't the Word of God, it's witchcraft. 
period in the story. There's no in between. It's straight up either good or evil. There's no in between. <laughs> yeah. We can't over uh express how important it is for for people out there that say they are, are followers of Christ to pick up their Bibles and read it. You know. because um, there's something going on in this world and, and that's what we want to deal with. Like the topic of witchcraft becomes a norm. How did witchcraft become the norm? Exactly. The reason why witchcraft became the norm is a lot of people that claim to be in the Bible, claim to understand the Bible, don't deal with the Bible. So they can easily be deceived and easily be tricked to following something that's total contrary to the Bible, and that's the doctrine of Satan. So what we're going to open up with, we're going to um, set a foundation with uh, 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, starting at verse 3. We're going to take a look at this thing, man. Get an understanding of why could somebody say they're born again Christian, they go to church every week, and they're gonna come out their mouth and say, If the Bible says this, then the Bible is wrong on it because man says that. Why is that happening? Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, verse three. Second Corinthians, chapter four, verse three. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Yes, the gospel is talking about is the Bible. The good news, the, the, the good news that came to us through Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, the understanding of Christ. What the Bible is saying, how can it be here? If it's here to you and you say you're born again, you say you're saved, you're lost. And what are you lost in? Read on. And whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine to them. Yeah, so... Give me, also give me um, 1 John, the 5th chapter. 1 John, the 5th chapter. So um, verse 4 says, In whom the, the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. So how has the God, it's talking about Satan. How has Satan blinded the minds of them that don't believe the gospel? In many different ways. Mm-hmm. Different religious philosophies. People out there denying the scriptures and holding on to different religious philosophies. First of all, it's not in the, the scriptures because the scriptures have been so much lied about mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't want to turn to the Bible. Well, just to name a few real quick. Um, you said earlier about you know someone that you were talking to when you went on your trip or whatever, and um, they didn't really understand the Bible. They said you know science says one thing, but the Bible says another. Yeah. So it's to them. That are lost because they're not reading the Bible. So they're going to believe what's in the doctrine of this world. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going to believe in. They're going to believe in science. Just like you got the homosexual, so-called homosexual gene. You know, they actually believe that you can be born gay. Exactly. They believe science. They believe everything that's broken down through science that can prove that there is a gay gene. So that's hid, to the, that's hid from them that are lost. Why? Because they don't believe in the Bible, but they believe in science. Then you got this prosperity doctrine. Which is out here You got to give to your pastor in order for you to receive blessings It's like you're paying for a blessing mm-hmm. Alright, that's hid to those Why? Because you're not believing what the gospel is really saying So you glorifying Or better yet, you giving that um, Individual that's teaching that doctrine As they're a god Okay, and you're, you're You know, the children You're really the children of Satan But you're looking up to them like they're the god almighty And he's teaching you the doctrine He's telling you how to make it to to the, um, to the kingdom of God through him. So if you pay him your money, you guarantee salvation. Because that's what Creflo Dollar is saying. If you pay your tithes, you guarantee salvation. 
But where is that in the word of God? It's not in the word of God. So it, it, when we read this scripture right here, it says, In whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of, of them which believe not. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when you read uh, 2 Corinthians 4 and 3, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Because they're not believing in the Bible, but they're believing in their pastor. Yeah, they believe in men. Mm-hmm. They believe in men. That's why, as we read on, it says, uh, In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Least the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto you. Mm-hmm. And that's what they want to prevent. They want to prevent that true light of Christ to shine unto you. Because what's that going to cause you to do? That's going to cause you to become to want to be in that image also, in the image of God, Christ and the image of the Father, which which means you're going to repent from your sins. But they divert in every other direction that they can come up with to keep you from doing that. Mm-hmm. Every other philosophy, every other doctrine to, to either denounce the scriptures, to make you don't believe in the scriptures, make you have a false understanding in the scriptures, mm-hmm. make you not deal with the scriptures. Oh, that's old. That's an old book. It's all lies, all doctrine of Satan, all tools of Satan. Uh, you got that First Corinthians? I mean, First Saint, First John's, the fifth chapter. Read verse nine for me. First John chapter five verse nine. If we receive the witness of men, and that's what he does, he, that's what this brother was doing. He was receiving the witness of men. Mm-hmm. Brother science said, mm-hmm. science said this. My pastor said this. Mm-hmm. You know, if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. The witness of God is greater. That's the scriptures. What God says, the testimony that was given to us through His Son, that's greater. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, why are you putting the Bible down and you talking about the Bible's wrong on that? Well, I don't believe that. Yeah, we don't. For, for this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. Yeah, because what the Scripture said about Christ is the Word. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit came on men, holy men of God, and they wrote the Scriptures. So how are you going to put the Scriptures down and, and follow a man? No matter on what level you're doing that, you got to read the scriptures and follow the scriptures and not follow men. You know? He that believeth not God hath made him a liar. He that believeth not God, <laughs> now I don't believe what the scriptures say. Yeah, exactly. I don't believe the scriptures. Mm-hmm. The scriptures is wrong. Now, there is a gay gene. You can't say that. The precise done proved it. Mm-hmm. God is wrong on that. Well, you know what? You know what really ticks me off, man, is that people really put all their trust in science when science they don't even trust their own stuff they study. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is because even when you look at uh, Pluto, you, you see that back when we were coming up and we were learning in school, Pluto was a planet. Now they're saying there's more Pluto, but it's another moon. They're winging it, man. So how how could science at one point of time? That you could believe that Pluto was a planet, and now they're changing their thought now and saying that it's a moon. You understand? So in science itself, you can't even trust in science. It's just more proof that you can't even trust in it. And scientists itself, they'll tell you, <laughs> even through us um, evolving from monkeys, for crying out loud, the scriptures tell us the different seeds for different what? For different beings on this earth. You got seed for fish, seed for beasts, seed for men. 
We didn't come and evolve from a monkey, but science teaches us this. But when we go to the scriptures, we prove something different. Exactly. You see? But a lot of people putting their trust in man, which is going right back into science. It's funny you say that, too, because evolution, mm-hmm. a lot of people believe in that. Exactly. And I remember uh, when Obama was running for president, he went and spoke to the uh, this group of scientists. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to hear what he had to say, how he believed, you know. And he was trying to say that you can do both. You can be a, a believer in science and you can believe in the Bible. Is that right? You know what I'm saying? Because that's <laughs> how they think. That's 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 a perfect example of the mindset of the world. That's why sometimes, you know, I don't know one time I was watching the chat room. I was listening to one of the brothers on the show. And a woman came out and made a statement that she believes some of what we say, some she don't believe. But every time you hear people say that, you try to get them, you know, what is it that you don't believe? Yeah. They won't say what they don't believe because everything that we say, we read in the scriptures. So what you're actually saying, you believe some of what's in the Bible and some of what's in the Bible you don't believe. Mm-hmm. That's actually what you're saying because you're proud. You have, uh, there's certain things that you find within yourself that you disagree with and you don't want to follow that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now, Within your own mind, you have an understanding where you're saying that scripture is wrong, and the the way you think and what you feel is what's right. Which which is going back to you being of Satan or dealing with Satan. Exactly. Because you have to believe in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. This is the witness of God. Give me another scripture. Go to. um, Right. Let me go to this real quick before you go to that. Since we keep saying that science stuff, let me just nip that in the bud real quick. We'll go to 1 Timothy 6 real quick. Since I said it, and we keep talking about it for some reason, let's just bring it out. 1 Timothy chapter 6, and let's start at verse 20. We're going to read 20 and 21. Right. 1 Timothy 6 and 20. Yeah, read that. Timothy, keep that which is committed to, the, to thy trust. Stop there for a minute. Now, Paul's writing this letter to Timothy saying, keep that which is committed to thy trust. What are we supposed to be keeping that's committed to our trust? The word of God. Mm-hmm. This is what we're supposed to trust in and believe in. Yeah. We're not supposed to believe in anything contrary to the word of God, man. So read that one more time. Oh, Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust. Read. Avoiding profane and vain babbling. In opposition of science, falsely so-called. Yeah, because anything the opposite of the most high God, he's telling us, don't bother even dealing with anything that's opposite of the scriptures. That's what he's telling us, because put our trust in God. Don't put our trust in any of these so-called men of this world that call themselves to be wise and bring out all this scientifical proof that there is a gay gene, okay? Bringing out all this other garbage, going right back to prosperity is the same thing. Yeah. Bringing out anything opposite, saying that you got to buy your way into the kingdom. Creflo said in our last clip we played um, in, in part two of this, uh, Witchcraft Become the Norm, about how he was going on to say that, Christ ain't coming back to a church busted and disgusted. Yeah. So you got to give all this money in order for you to receive money, this wealth transformation that's going to take place. Mm-hmm. That's the opposite of what God is saying. That is not in the scriptures. And if you want to trust in science, he's letting you know that that's all false. You can't put your trust in science. You got to put your trust in the most high God. Now read verse 21. With some professing have erred concerning the faith. Because that's what happened. Some have what? Went to the left-hand side now, believing in Satan and his doctrine. Going right going right back into what we're talking about now, the gay gene. There's a lot of people that believe in the gay gene, yeah. brother. And they so-called Christians. Yeah. 
So there were some that was in the faith and all of a sudden lost the faith because they started studying more into that scientific madness and started actually believing in science. Mm-hmm. How the hell did we evolve from a monkey, brother? Like, how did we do that? How come we're not evolving from monkeys today? Yeah, another thing they, uh, they believe is that uh, man, that there are men outside the ozone. Aliens. Yeah. That ET garbage and all that stuff. Yeah. That come in this earth. They believe that uh, uh, one of the vehicles came in this earth and crashed. Wow. You know? Wow. They believe in that stuff. And when the Bible says there are celestial beings and celestial beings. Exactly. The glory of the celestial and the glory of the celestial are two different glories. Mm-hmm. So anything outside the ocean, according to the scriptures, of uh, God and the angels. They believe in that there's other planet. I mean, other people living on planets that's just like us, or, just, or more intelligent than us, which is contrary to what the scriptures is telling us. Let's go another scripture dealing with that, that wisdom that man have. That go to um First Corinthians, the second chapter. I want right. since you pull out the scripture, I want to uh, back up what you just read with uh First Corinthians. Matter of fact, First Corinthians, the first chapter. Read verse 20 from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? So the wisdom of this world, God made that foolish. Mm-hmm. When we look at the scriptures and we hear these scientists breaking this down, scientists said men evolved from monkeys. Scientists say there's a gay gene. Mm-hmm. The scientists saying all this madness that the scientists are saying... And we look at the scriptures, we like these guys are not wise, they're fools. Exactly. They're fools, man. They don't know what the heck they're talking about. They're guessing. That's why they say the Big Bang Theory, the the, uh, the world was created from an explosion. Mm-hmm. Mankind and the human race, everything was created from one big explosion. Explosion. <laughs> the Big Bang Theory. Um, men came from apes. Mm-hmm. We read the scriptures and we see clearly that they don't know what they're talking about. Because the Bible had gives us the understanding of all these things. Read on. Alright. Verse 21. 1 Corinthians 1, 21. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. So the world by wisdom know not God. The world by their science and all that stuff they, they claim to know they don't know God. Mm-hmm. All right? They don't know God. Now, um, you got another scripture? No, good. Give me the one where I was going to go in the pocket for um, Second Edges. Second Edges, the 15th chapter. We're going to read something very similar to it in the book of Romans if anybody out there don't have the apocryphal. Second Edges, 15? But Ezra makes a statement that I want to use. Um, yeah, 15 and 1. All right, Second Edges. Chapter 15, verse 1. Behold, speak thou in the ears of my people the words of prophecy, which I will put in, in thy mouth, saith the Lord, and cause them to be written in paper, for they are faithful and true. So, two things he said that I want to look at right here. He said, speak down the ears of my people the words of prophecy, which I will put in thy mouth and cause them to be written on, on paper, which is what we have in the Bible, the words of prophecy. Mm-hmm. Because they are faithful and true. So these 
words is where our faith lies. We have to have faith in the words that are contained in these scriptures because they are true. Mm-hmm. They are faithful and they are true. And and the prophets that wrote these words it was God inspired by God. The Holy Spirit came upon them. They were righteous men whom God sent His Holy Spirit upon so they can write these words. Mm-hmm. Right? You know. Fear not the imaginations against thee. Let not the the um, incredulity, incredulity of them trouble thee that speak against thee. Yeah, incredulity means the unbelief. Don't let their disbelief trouble us that believe and that have faith in the words of the Most High. Mm-hmm. Right, you know? For all the unfaithful shall die in their unfaithfulness. So all those that don't believe are going to die in their disbelief. So how are you going to say you're a man of God and you're a servant of God and not believe in what the Bible says? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't believe and you don't follow and you don't apply the scriptures, then you've been seduced by Satan. Exactly. You've been uh, uh, bewitched. Yeah, you've been bewitched. <laughs> and Satan has you in his claws and he has his demons operating through you. Mm-hmm. Right, drop that and get me on Romans, the third chapter. Which basically say the same thing, but I want, want them together. All right, Romans chapter 3. Verse what? Yeah, two? Verse three. Go right to three. Verse three. Romans three and three. For what if some did not believe? Yeah, because that, when you look at the scriptures, there's a lot of things in the scriptures that uh, people are not believing. People, uh, like we said earlier, people who claim to be Christians, claim to be saved, you can quote scriptures to them and read scriptures to them. They hear it, but they're gonna take what they want to take. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna leave what they want to leave. They're gonna accept what they want to accept, and you know they filter through it and say, "Okay, I believe in this. This right here, I don't believe." They pick and choose what they want to believe in. Exactly. And there's a problem with that. Huh? For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? Yes, they would have word faith again. Mm-hmm. Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? Because we have faith. We believe in what the scriptures are saying. We believe that. It's going to happen the way the scriptures say it's going to happen. So by them not believing, it's not going to change what the word says. By them not believing, the Mosai doesn't change his opinion. Not, no, not, let me not use the word opinion. Yeah, the Mosai is going to change his commandments yeah, exactly. on homosexuality because you don't believe it. Exactly. The Mosai is going to change his commandments on idolatry. And witchcraft because you don't believe it. You're still committing witchcraft. You're still committing idolatry whether you believe or don't believe. You're still committing an abomination in being a homosexual whether you believe or disbelieve. Because mm-hmm. the word of God says you can't, a man can't lie down with man as he lie, lie down with womankind. You can't do that. Yeah. So if you do the opposite of that, that's going right back into witchcraft, which we talked about before about rebellion. Which is a form of witchcraft So it goes right back into that So now you don't believe in the word of God You believe in what you want to believe Because you want to do what you want to do So you want to pick and choose What you want to pick in the scriptures to follow And that's what a lot of pastors do They teach it. They pick and choose what they want mm-hmm. And they teach that And they don't read the scriptures They'll dip and dab in the scriptures every now and then Then they bring their madness out And then bring another scripture out And twist it to back up their madness Exactly. Or they, their own personal feelings about things. Mm-hmm. Okay, Rianca. 
God, uh, I'm going to read verse 3 again, Romans 3 and 3. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yea, let God be true. When it says that God be true, it's talking about the Bible. Mm-hmm. The Bible. God isn't, you're not that special that God is coming down and talking to you personally. That's what a lot of people think. They'll, God will tell them personally. Yeah, like God came to me last night doctrine. Yeah. I had a cousin that said that I was telling her about Christmas. Mm-hmm. Christmas was idolatry. She said, nah, I don't believe that. If, if, if that's true, then let God come and tell me that that's idolatry. Because I don't believe you that it's idolatry. Because she didn't read this scripture right here. <laughs> let God be true in every man alive. <laughs> so she wants God to come and tell her. Mm-hmm. If God don't come and tell her, she's gonna continue to celebrate Christmas. No matter what scripture I read to her, she didn't want. To, she ain't dealing with that. Because <laughs> God already came to us in the scriptures. <laughs> His Holy Spirit is written in the scriptures. Exactly. But you can't tell them that because God had a God came to my pastor last night, and my pastor told me that we can celebrate Christmas. I mean, that's what they saying. I know they say stuff like that, man. I heard a guy on um, on TV out here. He has a little TV show, and he said, I know they're telling you, he read Jeremiah 14, too. I know they're telling you can't celebrate you mean Christmas. Je- Jeremiah 10. But yeah, yeah, Jeremiah 10. He uh-huh. said, I know they're telling you can't celebrate Christmas, but I'm telling you there's nothing wrong with it, and you can celebrate it. Wow. <laughs> wow. He did a whole show on that. I wish I would record it so I could play it for you, brothers. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> let um, this is verse four. God forbid. Let yea, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy saying, and mightest overcome when thou art judged. Okay. Yeah. As it is written, but before I even get to that, as it's written, which is talking about the Bible. Yeah. That we may be justified because we're going through the Bible. But it says, read that again. Read four again one more time, brother. Romans three and four. God forbid. Let Excuse me, yea, let God be true, but every man a liar. But every man a liar. But every man a liar. Meaning every man that's not reading the scriptures to you, but running his mouth, talking about God done told him and this and that and, yo, the sun god philosophy, yo, let's go over here and worship this. All this stuff is a lie. Mm-hmm. Every man a liar. And where... When it's saying every man alive, where is it really coming from? Where is that really coming from? Let's go to, let's go to, um, hold that, hold that. We're going to want to come back, but go to St. John's 8. St. John's 8, and we're going to start at 43. St. John chapter 8, verse 43. Why do ye not understand my speech? Even because ye cannot hear my words. Yeah. Why do you not understand my speech? Meaning the words. Mm-hmm. And the words of Christ are found in the scriptures. Why you don't understand? It says, why do ye not understand my speech? Even because ye cannot hear my words. A lot of people have a problem with what Christ is saying. Mm-hmm. They have a problem with the scriptures are saying what the Most High wants from us. They don't want to hear it. That's the first problem right there. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to do it. That's where the problem problem really stems from. Mm-hmm. All right, we you know? Verse 44. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. That's the problem. You know? He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode, and abode not in truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, 
for he is a liar and the father of it. Check that out. I'm going to read that again. It says, ye are of your father the devil, and the lust with an S of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and a bold not in truth. He, he didn't want to deal with the truth. The truth is the word of God. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the beginning when um, Satan started dealing with Eve, it all started with deceiving. Getting her to go against the word of the Most High. Then Satan dealt, which brought, which was a murderer because that's how death came in the world from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Then uh, we go to the story of Cain and Abel. How uh, Cain didn't want to follow what the words of the Most High was, wanted to follow Satan, mm-hmm. and ended up committing murder. Mm-hmm. Right? It said he was a murderer from the beginning, and a bold not in truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. So Satan is a liar from the beginning. He's a liar and the father of lies. Mm-hmm. The father of lies. So when you see all these lies around here on the earth concerning the Most High, concerning his people, concerning his covenant, concerning what we need to do, concerning the gospel, concerning truth, mm-hmm. all these lies you see out here is all of Satan. I want to say something. When the Most High God puts his spirit upon us, his Holy Spirit, it is the spirit of truth. That's what the scripture says. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's our father, and we are the sons of God. What we just read just now, if you are, if you are a liar, your father is the devil. And you are a son of the devil. Because the son of the devil, his spirit is upon you. So them demons are riding you to lie. Because when we read the scriptures, there is no lie in the truth. That's yeah. what the scripture says. So when we come across these scriptures and we understand that whatever it is, because we were once there before where we taught lies. Why? We didn't understand the Bible ourselves. Yeah, we was in darkness. We was in darkness. Now, there was things that came to us through the Holy Spirit. Truth, once we started reading, the Holy Spirit came upon us and taught us the true knowledge because we were once just like these people caught up in witchcraft, mm-hmm. believing in the doctrine of men and following after them. Following after men, putting men up, up, up uh, instead of raising Christ up high. Yeah. Like Christ said, like, when he died, he shall be exalted on high, and all men shall come up unto him. Instead of exalting Christ up high, we would exalt men. Exactly. So we're not looking at them like we think we high and mighty. We just came from that. Yeah. But the whole point is, there's going to be things that we think we might see now, and it's going to be brought to our attention later on that, no, that's not what it's really saying. So then you got to bow down, repent, and take what the word of God is saying. That's just the bottom line. I want to plot this one scripture before you continue. Go to Romans uh, chapter 10. Romans chapter 10 and read verse uh, 17. Scripture we always use. But I'm going to tell you what. A lot of people don't have faith in the Most High. They have faith in men. Mm-hmm. And they have faith in their own minds. And the lust, like you said, with an S being in plural. There's many different lusts inside of people that they'd rather roll in that kind of spirit. Which is going right back into lies. So read Romans 10 and 17. Romans 10, 17. Mm-hmm. So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So your foundation of faith is supposed to be what you have read in this Bible, in exactly. these scriptures. Exactly. Your faith can't be in Christmas because it's not in the word of God. 
Your faith can't be in a scientist saying there's a gay gene because that's not backed up in the word of God. Your faith can't be giving money to your pastor to receive all these blessings and have debt cancellation because why? It's not in the word of God. All right. Just like in schools today, because we're going to go into the Harry Potter thing, they're embracing Harry Potter and reading it in these schools today, which is going into witchcraft. But you can't put your faith into this crap because it's not in the word of God. So there's a lot of things people got to take hold of and understand. There's a lot of intelligent fools out here. You go to school, you go to college, they got all these PhDs and this and that. Your professor teaching you all this so-called wisdom, but it's the wisdom of the world, which is not, it does not have the foundation of the faith of God. So they teach you things like the Big Bang Theory, which is not founded by the word of God. They teach you things that we evolved from monkeys right back into evolution, which is not backed up by the word of God. So these things are so easy to be proven wrong by the word of God. So where's your faith really? So read that one more time. Read that one more time. Romans ten seventeen. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So your faith got to come by the word of God. So if people can't go to the scripture and prove that there's a such thing as Thanksgiving and Easter and Christmas, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day, and all this crap, it's not backed up by the word of God. Guess what? You in the wrong faith. Hmm. You in the wrong faith. So, you know, with that, I'll get back to you. Let's, yeah, let's go back to... Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to St. John's 8. You want to finish yeah, that yeah, up? Yeah, I want to go down to 47. All right. St. John's 8 and 44. And it reads, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. So, like the brother, I'm glad you wrote the scripture, man. That was a hot scripture. Mm-hmm. The brother brought out the point that our faith has to be based on the word of God, because that's where our faith is coming from. We believe in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So, it shows you how important that is for us to put our trust in the scriptures and not in men, because the scriptures are telling us that Satan is out there with lies to deceive you and bring you away from what he was always doing, bringing you away from God, mm-hmm. trying to bring you away from God. So you have to make sure if somebody's teaching the Bible that is based on scriptures, you have to make sure if you're going to deal with scientists or whatever, whatever you're dealing with has to be based on scriptures. Then you'll start, the veil will be lifted up, and you'll start seeing things for what it really is, mm-hmm. that Satan <clears throat> is running this world. Or the first scripture we pulled out where it talks about if our gospel is hid, it is hid because of it. To them that are lost, of whom the God of this world, Satan, has blinded their minds. Mm-hmm. Least the light of the gospel of Christ is shining upon you. So he has blinded your minds with all kind of lies. The lies are all, there's so many multitude of lies out there, it's, it's, it's just unreal, man. <laughs> so, hey, read on to that, brother. Uh, verse 45, St. John eight forty-five. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convinces me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God hear of God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. So that's that's real heavy, man. Because if you're supposed to be of God, if we supposed, if we say we of God, mm-hmm. we're supposed to hear what the scriptures say. Exactly. You know, we can't be say we of God and we hearing men, and then we're gonna question the scriptures. <laughs> you know, have doubt what the scriptures are saying. Exactly. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Let's go back. Uh, Romans, um, almost done. I'm just going to finish out in Romans and bring out one 
scripture, and I'm done. Romans what? Romans three again? Yeah. All right. Yeah, go ahead and read it again. Three and three. Romans chapter three verse three. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yea, let God be true, but every man a liar. As it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sins and mightest overcome when thou art judged. So the only way we're going to be justified in anything we say is it has to be written because that's what the, the faith, our faith is supposed to be based upon. Exactly. We're supposed to believe in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're justified. We can't be justified in making stuff up. We ain't got no scriptures to back it up. <laughs> if we're doing that, then we're a liar and we're of Satan. No doubt. We are liar and we are Satan if we're bringing out lies. So it's very serious that we don't deal with lies. That's why the scriptures constantly say that we can't be dealing in lying. We can't have a lying tongue. We can't be lying to one another. Every man speak truth to his neighbor. Mm-hmm. All right, my last scripture is um, Galatians 3. Galatians, uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse 1. Galatians chapter 3 verse 1 and it reads, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently sent forth crucified among you. So when you check out the scripture back then, a lot of the, the, the a lot of brothers that was in the church that was still under the Mosaic covenant was trying to bring the brothers that was coming in mm-hmm. back under Moses. So Paul was telling them, look, you diverting from the gospel of Christ, mm-hmm. the new covenant. And that's what's going on. They, they were being bewitched because they were being taken out of the path that they were supposed to be walking in mm-hmm. and going into another path. And that's what's going on right now. A lot of people are being taken out of the path of Christ, yeah. and they're going into another path. They're being bewitched. Mm-hmm. So they, instead of repenting and getting the, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Heavenly Father through Christ put on them, they diverting, and they getting Satan put on them. <laughs> they, they remaining in the hands and the clutches of Satan because they diverting and going after lies, and not following the truth. Yeah, and, and which is basically witchcraft. <laughs> which is basically going right into back into witchcraft. That's why I say, who has bewitched you? And we're gonna bring out a bunch of examples on how that's happening. Right now in this day and time. Yeah, bring out the clip now. We're gonna we're gonna go into a couple of clips right now. Matter of fact, play the Crestle one anyway. Even though we played it last week, play it. And then right after we play it, you're gonna play the next one. Okay. All, right? All right. We're gonna just play it. Yeah. Play it right back to back. Stay tuned. Yeah. Probably gotta hit it twice or something. Oh, there it is. He also makes it, uh, some, uh, He also has a sermon that he preaches on this very subject. It's very interesting, so let's listen. The Amplified says a good man leaves an inheritance of more stability and goodness to his children's children. And the rest of the sinner finds its way eventually into the hands of the righteous for whom it was laid up for. Ladies and gentlemen, how many scriptures do we have to read? before we become convinced that every prophetic word that God has released in the Bible has come to pass. And, 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 and to my knowledge, this may be the, this this, this the holdup 
to all of the rapture and everything. He cannot come back until these prophetic words have been satisfied. He cannot and will not come back for a church that's broke, busted, and disgusted. Prophetically, this has got to be fulfilled. Then, now, 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 even wicked men are prophesied that, that a great transference of wealth is getting ready to take place. Ladies and gentlemen, we are right slap dab in the middle of the manifestation of this prophetic financial transfer. I am not going to miss it. Now, Thatcher, there's not going to be a rapture without the transfer of wealth. He's going to bring us out just like he bought Israel out of Egypt with great wealth. Hang on, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to go for the ride of our lives. Between 9 and 2012, there's going to be some awesome things getting ready to happen. Pastor, are you trying to tell us when the rapture's coming back? I mean, let's just say it like this. I'd be real surprised if we still hang around 2012. I ain't going to say nothing about it, but I'd be mighty, mighty shocked if we're around uh, by 2012. 2012? Well, that's just four more years. Dude, let me tell you something. You said, all right. You both if you're struggling right now, under the pressure, you're hurting your breath. That was another guy coming up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry about that. The clips was a little uh, off. <laughs> anyway, uh, the reason why we played that that clip there, even though we played it the last time we did uh, part two, is just to show you the wickedness of Creflo once again before we play this next clip. Um, just to show the people that they're being bewitched No different than what we just read About the Galatians being bewitched Because yes, there was a time when In the time of Moses where The Levites received a tenth of certain things But it wasn't money, it was substance You know, it was certain things, a necessity Things that was needed for people to survive That was given Now, in today's church We see that these people are still pushing that doctrine Of the 10% Which the Levitical order is totally done away with Right? But yet and still, they want to collect these funds where nowhere in the Bible says they were collecting money at the time. But the people are being bewitched today, not really understanding the scriptures. Why? Because they only believe in what man is saying. Like we said earlier, your faith is supposed to be on the word of God, not in what man is saying, but in the word of God. And we're going to prove this. I'm just bringing this out and kind of highlighting some of the things he said before we move on. And then he goes on to say that um, the, rapture, the rapture should be coming by 2012. Um, something that he said too that I want to speak on. He said, uh, "Even wicked men prophesize of great transfer of wealth." He's the wicked one that's prophesying it. <laughs> Even wicked men prophesy. Where the scripture talks about wicked men prophesying. <laughs> but but <laughs> if a wicked man is prophesying, what the heck is that? That that's all like a soul saying is. Yeah. How is a wicked man prophesied? The scripture says, man, that it's holy men of God that prophesied as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So how are you making a point by saying even, even wicked men prophesied that there's going to be a great <laughs> transfer of wealth? That's, man, that's some funny stuff. No, but he contradicts himself a lot because he goes on to say, "I'm not, I'm not going to say nothing about it that by 2012." But I'm, I'm going to tell you like this: I'll be real surprised if we're going to be around by 2012. This is what he says. Like, what are you saying, Creflo? So this was back in 2008, like we brought out before, that uh, he was prophesying that that transfer of wealth coming from the sinner to those that's, that's righteous is going to receive all this money before the return. And this is what's holding up Christ's return. 
This is what Creflo's teaching. The reason why Christ hasn't returned yet is because that wealth transfer hasn't taken place yet. Mm-hmm. So then after that takes place, then Christ is going to show up on the scene. And he said by 2012, so he, he predicted this back in 2008. We're in 2012 now. So when 2013 comes and, and this transformation didn't take place, well, let's see if your buddy Creflo is of God. So but, um, there's two questions I, I, I want to ask, too, on this thing, man. Is, uh, mm-hmm. Um, with the things we just brought out, we, we, we read the scriptures that everything has to be according to the word. Yeah. If not, it's a lie. Now, where in the scriptures does it prophesize that, um, he said wicked man prophesies it, mm-hmm. but where have righteous men in the scriptures prophesized that this was going to take place? That there's going to be a transfer of wealth before the second coming of Christ. Absolutely what nowhere. Is that? Absolutely nowhere. Anybody find those scriptures? Please call us up. Um, call us up on the line, and we'll we'll put you on. Where in the scriptures does it say that wicked men? Or any man prophesied there's going to be a great transfer of wealth before the coming of Christ. Yeah, and just like Pammy Wamey wrote in the chat room, says financial wealth, you can't take it with you. And the scriptures tell you that. You can't take the, you, when you came into this world, you came with nothing. That's what the scriptures say, you're going to leave with nothing. So what's this trans- transformation of wealth all about? When God said the righteous is going to inherit all things anyway. So what do we need to have money for again before he comes? When he's given us everything, people, you're being pent. Period. So the people don't really understand who has bewitched you, and it goes into the lust, meaning plural with the S after it, lust, plural, that, that's inside you because you want to believe this. Yeah. You want to believe that this is going to come to pass because you have the same lust in you as Creflo. You, you want a slice of the devil's pie, man. Mm-hmm. Everybody's out for a slice of the devil's pie. That money. Mm-hmm. They're running for that money. All right, we're going to take a quick promo break. And when we come back, we're going to play the next clip. All right. invites you to listen to our show, It's Time to Awake. On this show, there will be various topics presented, examined, and explained with an emphasis on the Word of God and the doctrine of repentance through His Son, Christ. This show will air every Thursday on Blog Talk Radio at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Romans 13 and 11, and that, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. We hope that you join us and may you be edified by the word of God through Christ. Shalom. 
This is the Body of Christ Church, inviting you to listen to our new program, From Darkness to Light, where we examine and reprove spiritual wickedness in today's world. The show airs every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. So remember the words written in Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 18. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Brothers from the Body of Christ Church, welcome you to listen to our show, Are You Smarter Than Your Pastor, airing every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. In these difficult times, we often look to spiritual leaders for guidance and instruction in our lives. As Christians, followers of Christ, should these leaders speak from their mind or from what is written based on the Word of God? This show will examine things said by men and women claiming to be God's ministers to reveal whether or not they are speaking God's word and doing his will. 1 Peter 4 verse 11 If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. We hope you tune in and listen to our show. Thank you. People murdering, killing in this society. Bodies are falling on every single side of me. Rapists are running rampant, so what a drug addict. We're living in the last days of the final madness. Teenage mothers giving birth to rebellious children. Rebellious children hate their brothers, and then they kill them. Wars, earthquakes, famines, pestilence, evidence, 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 evidence. That it's high time to wake out of your secret state. Before Christ returns to set these wicked demons straight. So tune in to blogtoradio.com for Are you eating the tithes like Adam and Eve did? 
Are you spending the time on a boat? Hunting leaves? Are you, are you wasting the time? What the Bible says? The Bible says, if you touch the devoted stuff, you're under a curse. So, a long time ago, I thought to myself, okay, man, you either bring the 10% to the house and the other 90% is blessed, or you play God and say, you know what? I'm going to do with the money what I want to do and live under a curse. Blessing or cursing? I'll take blessing. I'll take blessing. And you wonder why your marriage is stoned? You wonder why your kid's future is stoned? You wonder why your career is stoned? You Wait, yeah. yeah, I want to stop there for a minute before you say anymore. There's so much there. Oh, my God. This dude gave me a headache, man. But, God. First thing I wanted to hit was, uh, I don't know if everybody picked it up, but he started off with a big one. He said, are you eating the tie like Adam and Eve did? <laughs> what the hell? What the hell is this Pastor Ed Young saying, man? That's a funny one. Are you eating the tie like Adam and Eve did? Now, we know there was no tiding during the time of Adam and Eve. But what he's trying to say is, when you read between the lines, is that because this is what they basically say that their doctrine is when we read the scriptures the, the the sin that Adam and Eve committed in the beginning was disobeying the commandments of God. Yeah, man. This and is, according to their doctrine, this dude's crazy. All you have to do when you listen to Crapo and these guys, all you, as long as you pay your tithes, you good. You good with God. Yeah, you pay your tithes, you're gonna make it into the kingdom. So that's basically what they're saying. They're saying that Adam and Eve's sin was not tithing. Yeah. That's yeah. where he's going with it. And and as long as you tithe, you're good. Exactly. And, oh, by the way, do you want the blessing or do you want the curse? Oh, I'll take the blessing. So if you keep giving, then your marriage is going to flourish. If you, keep, if you keep giving, your children are going to flourish. If you keep giving, all these blessings are going to pour out of nowhere, out of the sky, and just land in your lap. As long as I keep giving my 10%. That's what this sick man is saying. What about everything else? Everything else. Mm-hmm. What about repenting? What about not smoking? What about not bearing hatred? Mm-hmm. What about fornication? Mm-hmm. What about idolatry? What about all these other things? What about keeping the Sabbath day? The high holy days? Mm-hmm. You know, You know. it's funny how you know they, they, the doctrine that they like to bring out is as soon as you start talking about the laws of the Most High, oh, the laws are done away with. Christ did away with that. But yet, somehow one law made it through. Made it through. Mm-hmm. And that's the 10%. And understanding the tithe, the tithe was for the priests, mm-hmm. the Levites, mm-hmm. to take care of the temple. Where where are the Levites now? What do you, you mean? Clip though. Oh yeah, there's definitely more. 
Why, you want to pull out something now? No, I just no, want let, to speak. Let, yeah, uh, let, let, let it play. wonder why you can't get your head above water. You wonder why you don't have joy. You wonder why you deal with grief. You wonder why you all get messed up with envy. You wonder, you wonder, you wonder. It's all about the money. It's all about the money. You don't get it. Please hear me. God's the one that said that. That's the greatest theme of the Bible. Money. You can't get away from it. You can't get away from it. What if I discovered that 80% of you were pathological liars? Oh, okay. That's right. Every time you talk, you just don't think that it's false. Well, I would talk a lot about it. Um, I don't know if you guys could hear it. it was kind of low, but Lord, you could hear it. But uh, he said a lot and lot with that. But uh, basically, that last part really did, man. When he said, "Why are you guys coming to church if you're not giving giving up your ten percent? Just stay home and play golf." This is what this man said. He's just straight out saying this about the money. You know, at least he's being honest and coming out and saying it. You know what I'm saying? Honest in his wickedness. He's saying, "Bring the money. Don't come to my church unless you bring the money. Why are you even coming? Just stay home." So in other words, 
And then he was going on to say, we said a little bit earlier than that, about the blessings. The only way you're going to receive your blessings is by giving the money. Um, you want to add to it a little bit? Because yeah. I was going to go to a couple of scriptures. So I, got a, I want to hit a quick scripture, too. Um, one of the things I wanted to hit was he said, uh, if you were a burglar, you know, he said if he was a crack, if he was on drugs, he would talk about, you know, drug prevention and rehab and things of that nature. On what the heck he was talking about. Mm-hmm. One of the, one of the things, other things he said, he said if you were a burglar, you would talk about the ties. Yeah, you would talk about the ties. Oh lord. You know that. What about the scriptures that say thou shalt not steal, the commandments and things of that nature? Yeah. <laughs> what the heck you got to do with ties? If you're if you're a thief, I'm gonna teach you. The scriptures say thou shalt not steal. Why I gotta teach you about giving up ten percent for if you're a thief? This dude bugged out. Because he's trying to he's trying to call everybody that's not giving yeah. a, a thief. Yeah, I know. So he's trying to put like a guilt trip on him. Yeah. No. Call a hang in there. I, I see you have a question there. Just hang in there for a minute. Okay. And uh another thing, um you said uh why you come to church if you're not paying your tithes? Mm-hmm. Are you crazy? You ask people, are you crazy? You're not going to get anything. Yeah, that's what he said. So basically, there's no purpose in you coming to church Yeah. if you don't pay tithes, because tithes is the whole reason to come to church. And like like he's making it sound like coming to church, tithes is your whole purpose of being in Christ, is paying tithes. Exactly. So I, I want to get a quick scripture. Um, I want to play some more in there, too, because that's some other stuff. He uh, said hopefully it sounds a little louder. I hope they could hear it. But uh, go ahead. It's Psalms um, 73. All right, Psalms chapter 73. I'm going to bring out this point, caller, so just hang in there. Psalms chapter 73. What verse? I'm sorry, read one to three. The point's at 17, but I want everybody to understand what's going on here. All right, Psalms chapter 73, verse 1. Truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. So God is good to Israel, even to such as are, are, are of a clean heart, meaning a clean mind, a mind that's not into sin. Okay. A mind that's into following the words of the Most High. Mm-hmm. Right, you But as for me, my feet were almost gone, my steps had well nigh slipped. So he's saying as for him, he went off the path. He, he almost fell off the path. What mm-hmm. caused him to almost fall off the path of following God? Exactly. Of being among those yeah. God is good to. Exactly. To those that have that clean heart. Mm-hmm. He's falling off of that. He said, my feet was almost slipped. Mm-hmm. My step was gone. That's right. All right, you know? Verse 3. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. So that's what almost caused him to fall off. Exactly. So he's seen people out there prospering with money, mm-hmm. and he wanted to go follow them. He wanted to be like them. And that's what these pastors are doing. Exactly. They want you to, to, to be envious of the wicked. And the scripture said that the that, 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 that the wicked are the foolish. And they're the ones that's prospering. Yeah. There's many scriptures that back up back up telling us that we shouldn't be envious and fretting out because of evildoers. Yeah. Because they got money. Yeah. The hell with money. This prophet almost went off because of that. Yeah. But now let's jump to the point. Jump to verse 17. Psalm 70, chapter 73, verse 17. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I their end. So why did they come to church? <laughs> <laughs> They're supposed to go to the sanctuary of God That's to right. understand that it's not about the money. 
Nope, it's not about the and money. And that's what he said. It's all about the money. God said that. Where the oh, <laughs> where the hell did where 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 in the scriptures did God say it's all about the money? That's what he said. That's what the, his his uh people in his congregation are supposed to ask him. That's right. But they're not asking them that because they're not dealing with the scriptures. They're totally not dealing with the scriptures. We got a couple questions. We got to hit these uh, callers up here with these questions. Um, caller, well, we don't understand this area code, all these ones, but go ahead, hit that first and see if you have anything to say. All right. Caller, you have any questions? Area code 111. Hello? Yeah, you on the air. Me? Yes, you on the air. You have any questions? Questions? Oh. Or no, um, I just want to say that I like dicks. All right. Well, thank you very much. Move on to the next one. Caller, you have any questions? Area code 623. What an abomination. Yeah. Area code 623. Hello? Caller, you have any questions or comments? Area code 623. Hello? Well, what did that happen to me? What did that, that happen to be me? Am I, am I that guy? I'm confused. All right, turn them off. Well, well, we expect when we're doing a topic like this to receive a lot of these calls, and, you know, uh, Akarai already warned us about a lot of these things that was going to take place. So, anyway, I, I got a couple of scriptures I want to go to. You got you got another one you want to go to? Oh, uh, no, you yeah, brother. You sure? Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Let me go to a couple of scriptures dealing with this money um, topic real quick. Go to... um. Second Corinthians chapter eight. Let's let's talk about what Christ talked about. Or better yet, what Paul the advice that Paul gave us. Alright. We're gonna go to Second Corinthians chapter eight. We're just gonna we're gonna jump around. I'm gonna go to a couple of scriptures dealing with this because there's a lot. There's a lot dealing with this. Second Corinthians chapter eight. We're gonna just read this one verse. Read verse nine. For you know. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that through, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Yeah. So it says that ye that ye through his poverty might be rich. So it's showing us it's showing us right now. What is it really showing us? That the that the Most High sent Jesus Christ. Right. Jesus Christ became poor, so that we could become rich. And. Go ahead. Well, you got to understand, Christ was from the line of the kings. That's right. So what they were calling this society aristocrats, mm-hmm. he's from a, 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 a rich family. Mm-hmm. But it says uh, he became poor so that we can be rich. But when it talks about us being rich, is it talking about <laughs> monetary riches? No. But yeah. we, we understand that. Yeah. But the world don't understand that because the riches that the Most High God is talking about is talking about going right back to the law, statutes, commandments through Christ. Because we got to be rich in faith. We got to be rich in understanding the word of God and not actually talking about treasures on this earth. But the whole world looks at it as that. He laid down his life for us, someone that's above us. You understand? He, He came back and was obedient to the Most High by taking that death on that cross for us. For us, the wicked ones. So it has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with money that's going to bring us into the kingdom because he know that what? That we are in that poor state. But 
there's an example that he made. The reason why I want to go to that, you want to you want to add to it? No, no. All right, I'm gonna go to another scripture real quick. I'm gonna show you something. Go to Luke, the book of Luke, real quick, right? Chapter 18. I want to show you something. Show the world something out here. Luke chapter 18, start at verse 18. Luke 18, start at verse 18. Okay, Luke 18 and 18. Yeah, read that. And a certain ruler asked them, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So he's asking them, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He's asking Christ this. Read on. And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good save one, that is God. Go ahead. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. So he's reading, he's breaking down some of these what? Some of the attributes of the law, trying to break down some of the things that makes us righteous. Mm-hmm. He's telling us some of the things, and he's gonna go into other things, read on. And he said, All these have I kept from my youth up. Mm-hmm. Now when Jesus heard these things. He said unto him, ye lacketh thou one thing. All right, so these things that I mentioned, you said, okay, you've been keeping from your youth. But he said, you lack something, though. So what is it that this young man is lacking, brother? Read on. So all that thou hast, and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come follow me. Wait, hold up. I'm confused, though. How am I going to have treasures in heaven if I'm giving up all my money? And giving it to the poor. But it's not really saying give up all his money, but the majority of the things and the assets that this man had because he was rich. So he has a lot of property that he could have contributed to those that had need. Because that's what the scriptures is going into. Because that's part of the commandments. If someone is lacking, we're supposed to be there for them. And I'm going to go to other scriptures and prove that. But this is what Christ was trying to show this man. This is what you lack. You lack helping to provide in the body of Christ. In other words, you're selfish. You're all about you. It's, it's, it's all about yours and what you have. But no, it's more to it than that. Because the richer we are in this world, that's even more God put us in that position to help others. It ain't about having more wealth and more wealth. It's all about the wealth you have to help the body of Christ with your wealth. You have a point? I see you looking. Yeah, so yeah we're going to keep reading. Go ahead. Verse 23. And when he heard this, he was very sorrowful, but he was very rich. See, this man was very rich. Read on. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, he said, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? So what are these pastors talking about? That the whole church got to be rich before Christ returns. But we just read that one more time, please. Please read. I don't think they read this scripture. Luke eighteen fourteen. Read that, brother. Uh, Luke 18, 24. 24. I'm sorry, 18, 24. And when Jesus saw that, he was very sorrowful. He said, how hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? Now, before the kingdom of God even sets up, Creswell Dallas said, Christ will not return to a church that's busted and disgusted. Right? This guy's going to say the same thing. Yeah. Oh, you, we didn't finish playing that part, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. But read, read verse 25. For it is easier for a camel to go through the 
through a needle's eye. Well, it is easier for a camera to go through a needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. So he's letting he letting he's letting this man know, and all of us know, because it's written right here in the scriptures that it's going to be very difficult for rich individuals to make it into the kingdom of God. Because we just finished reading about the prosperity. You just finished reading in Psalm 73 about slipping because of the wicked of the prosperity. We just went into that. Because riches, what what would riches do to your mind, brother? Well, you're losing focus. That's what um, the book of Timothy is talking about that. We're going to have 1 Timothy 6 chapter talks about that. You know, be content. Godliness with content is great gain. But if you put your trust in the riches of this world... The scriptures don't say where a man's treasures is is where his heart is going to be. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, these pastors are doing. They're putting their trust in riches, and the, and, the, and the congregation is focusing on money, on being wealthy and getting money, but they're not focusing on what they need to do to please God. They think that's all they need to do is please God is give tithes, mm-hmm. which really all the pastors want is your tithes so they can get rich. Exactly, because they're teaching you a doctrine of lies. I want to go to this other scripture before we move on. You don't have to go to it. I'm going to read it. All right, I'm going to read this. Um, I want you to give me, um, we just read Luke, right? Go to Matthew 26 for me. But I'm going to read this scripture real quick. Proverbs chapter 30, and I'm going to start at verse 7. This is uh, Proverbs 30 and 7, and it reads, Two things have I required of thee. Deny me them not before I die. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me, lest I be full and deny thee and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and still and take the name of my God in vain. So this is something that we should all hope for. Why should we all hope for this, brother? Is because what is the key point he's teaching us here about riches? What is the key point? Because he's saying here, give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me food convenient for me, lest I be full and deny thee. And say, who is the Lord? Because a lot of people ain't going to have trust in the Lord because they're going to be like, what do I need him for? I got everything. I have everything. I'm rich. I'm famous. What do I need God for? I am my own God. My money is my God. This is what the scriptures are telling us because this is what's happening to a lot of these people today. They get so caught up with all these, all this money that's out in this world. They think God is giving them this gift, but Satan gives gifts too, brother. And people get caught up in riches so much and thinking that these blessings have always came from the Lord. No, these, these, some of these blessings, especially of this world, majority of these blessings, the scriptures tell us that Satan is of this world right now. He's the one that's giving out these blessings. So these are the things we should be praying for because we're going to slip like the scriptures say. Because we're going to forget the Lord. Yeah, another thing, too, a lot of people that, that make a lot of money, they put in a lot of hours. You know, money don't just come easy. Mm-hmm. You know, people put in a lot of hours and, and uh, are consumed with work. And whatever whatever hours they have to put in to make make the money that they're making, and it's taken away from the ministry. Exactly. From doing works in the ministry and getting the word of, word of the heavenly Father out, but they're more concerned with that than they're concerned on doing the work of the ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, 
And um, see, the, the pastors, they're not teaching anybody uh, about doing work for the ministry. As far as they're concerned, they're the ones working for the ministry, and you're working for them. Exactly. And that's all they care about. But they're not teaching you how to be, uh, you know, how Christ said, to work to work in the vineyard. Yeah. <laughs> he called you, you to work in the vineyard. He called you, you. You don't just go to a pastor and pay him money and, and go every Sunday, and that's all you do, and that's it. Mm-hmm. The most high in the Bible is calling you to work in a vineyard, and you're supposed to go out and bring other people in. You're supposed to go out teaching. You're supposed to go out and minister or have shows or do, do whatever you can do to get the word the word out to other people. Mm-hmm. That There's a judgment coming, and you need to repent and follow Christ. But they're not teaching all. They're not teaching. They're not dealing with any of that. Read Matthew 26 and 6. Read all the way down to 11. We only got a little bit of time. I want to go into the Harry Potter thing a little bit. Um, start at uh, verse 6 and read all the way down to 11. Now when Jesus saw in, Beth- in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, mm-hmm. there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box mm-hmm. a very, very precious ointment and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. But when the disciples saw saw it, they had condemnation, saying, To what purpose is this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? For she has walked a good work upon me. For ye have the poor always with you, but me ye have not always. So the point I just want to bring out in this is that the poor is always going to be among us. So it's impossible that all of us is going to be rich before Christ shows up on the scene. Mm-hmm. That's the point that I wanted to get out of that. You understand? So Christ himself said the poor is always going to be with us. All right. Give me another scripture. Um, actually, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read James 2 and 5, and then we're going to move on. I have other scriptures too, but we're running short for time. This is James chapter 2, verse 5. It reads, Hearken, my beloved brethren, have not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom? which he have promised to them that love him. So this is a hot scripture, brother. People don't understand that. I'm going to read it again. Hearken, my beloved brethren, have not God chosen the poor of this world rich in faith? And that's what we're supposed to be rich in faith. And don't worry about the, you know, don't worry about materialistic gain. Don't worry about the treasures of this world. We're supposed to be rich in faith. And how do we be, how are we rich in faith, brother? We read it earlier. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when we hear the word of God and we follow the word of God, we are rich in faith. Because we are the poor of the world. Why? Because we are the base of the world. We are the bottom of this world. The most I say he's not picking the wise. Remember the scriptures say many, uh, many that are called are not mighty and noble. Yeah. He's not caring about the riches of this world, brother. Or the warriors or the the mighty men of this world Or the leaders of this world He don't care about that He's picking those that are rich in faith And it has absolutely nothing to do with wealth I want to go to one more scripture And then we're going to move on Ephesians chapter 4 Just to show you with balance What the most high God is saying When it comes down to money All right. So this is Ephesians chapter 4 And I'm going to read uh, read verse 28 Ephesians 4.28 yeah. Let him that stole steal no more But rather let him labor working with his hands The thing which is good 
and he may have to give to him that need. Yeah, because that's what it's all about, brother. When we have and we have enough wealth or enough money, just like when Christ was talking to the man what he lacked, this scripture right here. Mm-hmm. Because if someone that was out here still, we teach them to repent and don't steal, get an honest job, brother. Now, if the Most High bless you with a great job and you have a lot of money or your own business, whatever it may be, now you're supposed to help distribute that money to those that have need. That's the whole purpose of us being blessed by the Most High God when it comes to that. But we're supposed to be rich in faith, and it has absolutely nothing to do with money. And if we are blessed to, to be you know, rich in this world, this is, a, this is a scripture we're supposed to fit right here, the image of this scripture, to help others in the body of Christ while they're going through their, their crisis at home financially. You want to add to anything before we move on? Let's let's try to play this one part of the Harry Potter because I don't know. Yeah, go straight to it because we're yeah we we short for time. I think we hit enough on that. We short for time, so we're gonna go straight to the Harry Potter clip. I want to kind of go to it when we had like forty five fifty minutes, but time. Go to the um not the seven hundred one. Go to the other one. Yeah, give us a minute. I don't know. Before you had it written down, so this time you didn't. I forgot it because it was so long. All right. That's the wrong one. That's the wrong one. Give us one minute. The other, the other clip. Yeah, that one. I eat shit. I treat it. You know what? Take that off. You know what? I just thought about it. We don't have enough time to go through that one. Go to the other one. You were right. I'm sorry about that. Because that one right there, it goes to other clips first before it goes to the Harry Potter one. Okay. But see, with the first one, you kind of want to. Well, just play it anyway. We only got a little bit of time. All right, yeah, play it anyway. Yeah, yeah, right there. There you go. It seems just about everyone is reading the Potter books or lining up to see the movies, but some folks don't think the young wizard is the example they'd like for their children. CBN News reporter Andrea Garrett explains why. First, it was a wildly popular book series. Now it's a blockbuster movie that's breaking records for advanced online ticket sales. With the second movie due out next year, Harry Potter revenues could top a billion dollars. The Harry Potter books took the United Kingdom and America by storm. The children's fantasy series, written by British author J.K. Rowling, tells the story of an orphaned boy who discovers he's a wizard with magical powers. Harry is invited to attend the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, where he learns how to hone his craft with skills like broom riding, spell casting, and all about both the good and evil sides of magic. And it's not just Harry Potter books and movies. There's also the Harry Potter merchandise, out just in time for Christmas. Supporters say Harry Potter is harmless fantasy, and like librarians Carolyn Ford, praise the book for getting kids to read. There would be very few children that would have taken a 200-page book with no pictures in it and even attempted it. And so that's making a big difference. But Harry Potter and his creator, author J.K. Rowling, aren't without critics. Some parents don't consider Harry Potter harmless at all. The books and the movie are full of occult imagery, and some parents worry that Harry Potter legitimizes witchcraft and opens the door to the occult for impressionable youngsters. 
the book's U.S. publisher is the highly respected Scholastic Book, which encourages teachers to read the books out loud to their students. Parent Elizabeth Mouse objects because she finds the books dark and disturbing. I talked to her at school in his class, and um, the concern we had with these books was um, the violent tones in here. There's evil, there's death, there's lack of respect for human life, uh, and there's the occult. The Potter books have been translated into 47 languages and have sold more than 100 million copies. Kids are flocking to the Potter movie in droves. But the question persists. Is Harry Potter harmless fantasy, or does it encourage children to participate in witchcraft? Andrea Garrett, CBN News. We'll, we'll join us now to help Barbara answer some of those questions is Karen Matriciano, who is an expert on the occult. She's the creative uh, director for... All right, we're going to go back to that clip. But there's a lot of information that came out out of that clip. Laura's will we have enough time to deal with this. We, we should, though. Um... The whole thing is, there's so much in that clip. I don't know where to even start. <laughs> but the Harry Potter, anyone that knows anything about the Bible can honestly see the movie or read the book, automatically see that it's straight up witchcraft through it all. Mm-hmm. But our children has been, what, introduced to this at such an early age. You know, they're only five, four, five, six years old being introduced to Harry Potter already. Now, the Scholastic's books that allow these things to be read in the school system is allowing it in the school system where your child, if you don't want your child to hear these things, they're actually reading it in the school system. They're being introduced to witchcraft. The title, Witchcraft Becomes the Norm, look how early Satan comes out to our children and introduce himself into our children so early. That's how come it's so important that we teach the word of God to our children so early. Because this is what we're up against. What, excuse me. This is what we're up against is this madness that's going on in our school system, teaching our children children at a certain um, young age, and they're so happy that they're reading books. They don't care what book it is. It could be straight up witchcraft. It doesn't matter to them. As long as they're reading, they feel like their child is being educated. But <laughs> the child learn how to read and be educated into witchcraft. I see there was a couple of things you, you want to bring out. You wrote some things down. Or? Yeah, one of the things, like what you were saying about as long as the child is reading, they're happy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, reading is good, but reading the wrong thing is is worse. Exactly. You know, if, you read, if, you, if your child is absorbing the wrong information, see, that's the thing, too, with this world, man, is that the teaching and the fear of God is not around. People are not learning to fear God. They're not learning what God wants, what God likes. They have no understanding when it comes to God. Mm-hmm. So when something like this come out, the parents don't even know God, so it's easy for the parents to fall into it. When they know about the scriptures, they they go to church, but do they learn the scriptures? No. Nah. So they could be in church and then go home and have their kids doing Harry Potter, go to Harry Potter Academy and find out you know, because they, they're not dealing with the scriptures. They're not dealing with the Most High. They have no understanding of what the scripture is saying. So it's easy for them to be seduced or bewitched into anything that comes comes down the line. Mm-hmm. You know? Finish playing some of that out real quick before we pull out some scriptures. Right. Because we only got a little bit of time. I want, I want them to hear the rest before we pull them out. 
Jeremiah Films and has produced a documentary called Harry Potter Witchcraft Repackaged. Carol, it's a pleasure to have you here with us today. You know, there are a lot of people out there right now who are saying, oh, here go those Christians again. <laughs> They're on another soapbox. Why should Christian parents be concerned about a, a film that's being sort of touted as harmless? Well, first of all, let's see what Warner Brothers says about the film. Warner Brothers says that it's an accurate portrayal of witchcraft. So here we have witches across the nation endorsing Harry Potter, saying that more than any other time that Harry Potter has initiated such response to witchcraft that witches now have schools of witchcraft on the internet where children can come, be graduated into, get certificates of graduation to become witches, and of course the books have been promoted by Scholastic Inc., who have been the providers of curriculum for mm. 80 years in public schools. So here, where religion, where Christianity has been taken out of the schools, or all religion indeed, here we have a wizard, Harry Potter, a witch, who goes to school with 350 other students to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, which has been repackaged as a reading incentive program, promoted by Scholastic Inc., the publishers, in our schools, 32 million children a year are being reached by witchcraft repackage. And J.K. Rowling herself, who is the author, says that she took more than a third of the research and the content of these so-called fantasy books from occult research. Mm. So she has drawn from history. She has drawn from mythology. She admits that she has drawn from the religions of uh, Celtic, Druidic, Satanic, Wiccan, pagan roots, and written them into her fiction books. For children. Now, there would be a lot of people who would say, who might not even know what the Bible has to say about any of this, who would say, but if my kids are just going to enjoy this and they're not engaging in the practice of any of this, what's going on? Well, the harm is, first of all, that witchcraft is being normalized to our children. For the first time in the history of the world, witchcraft is being given to children in a children's format, and mm -hmm. children are seeing other children practicing it, and so it's all right. And especially if the parents are saying, well, it's okay to read about other children being involved in this religion, then children say, well, if they can be involved in it, so can I. Now, remember that the School of Witchcraft and Wizardry is actually teaching all many of the basics that are in the religion of witchcraft. The Supreme Court has given witchcraft religious status. The IRS has given it tax exemption. So this is a religion, and this religion is being promoted to a child's level through the public schools on our tax dollar and teaching the children by occultists how to do certain, um, how to mix potions, how to put emphasis on certain spells, how to twist your arm and your wrist and how to concentrate when you want things. And the powers that Harry is tapping into are the powers that children think they can have. And people will say, oh, well, you know, my child doesn't practice those things. But there is also a morality that is being taught. Harry cheats. Harry lies. Harry steals. His teachers steal. When Harry breaks the rules, the teachers don't punish him. In fact, teachers say that rules are there to be broken. So children are learning a moral worldview that is not based on biblical principles. When you mentioned the scholastic book endorsement of all of this, were you surprised? I know it's a long clip, and there's so much information dealing with that clip. 
going right back into the doctrine and the religion of Wiccan, which is going into that witchcraft doctrine. Um, as 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 the lady brought out about certain things about it's even being normal, you know, being in the books in school, the scholastic books, is becoming more the norm, even in educating our children at a young age, that they're being taught and introduced to this thing at an early age. So now as they get older, they'll know what it, it wouldn't be odd to them to learn more about witchcraft and to embrace it. It actually becomes easier for them to embrace it because they've been learning at an early age what witchcraft is and all the things on how to cast spells on people because she goes into all that too, how they cast spells and, and if someone if you want someone to love you, how to cast a spell of love, how to get riches, how to concentrate, just like they teach in the Christian church. Church, claim it. Yeah. Name it, you can claim it. You can name it, you can claim it. Doctrine. That's the same that's that's one of the things they were saying that they were teaching in witchcraft. Mm-hmm. You know, how to concentrate to receive certain things. Mm-hmm. That's all dealing with witchcraft and it's you know, Satan's coming full force, man. There's so many things out there which is dealing with witchcraft that it's unbelievable. You even got them bringing out, they, they got kids uh, watching these movies now with uh, vampires and werewolves and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many different avenues they're coming at you. And it's no coincidence that the government is allowing this thing, uh, they, they tax exempt and things of that nature. It's no coincidence that this is coming out and they're being allowed to do these things. And the other things they're doing that people, a lot of people are not even speaking of that they think is all right, which is also dealing with witchcraft, is these pagan holidays that they got them watching. Mm-hmm. When Christmas come around, they got them uh, doing things for Christmas. What about if, if I don't want my kids doing Christmas? Why, why do my kids have to suffer? Because you are in the school and you claim that there's a separation between church and state. Mm-hmm. But yet when Christmas come around, Easter come around, and all these other pagan days, you're teaching my kids to celebrate these days. Mm-hmm. So it's coming at all on all different levels, man, as an attack going on on our children and bringing them up under the rule of Satan. I had a scripture. And let me get a couple. We, I want to pull out a couple real quick. Go to Deuteronomy real quick. Book of Deuteronomy. Um, there's so many that's popping in my head and so many that I even wrote down. But we're only going to jump around trying to pick the ones I really want. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 4. Jump down to verse 8. We're going to get to the point. You're going to read 8 through 10. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 8. And just read it all the way through. All right. Deuteronomy 4 and 8. And what nation is there so great that has statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law, which I have I have set before you this day? Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thy eyes have seen, and lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But teach them thy sons and thy sons' sons, okay. especially the day that thou stoodest before the Lord thy God in Horeb, when, when the Lord said unto, unto me, Gather me the people together, and I will make them hear my words. 
that they may learn to fear me all the days of that they shall live upon the earth, and that they may teach their children. Stop there. So the whole point is, is that we have to what teach them. Our children, the laws of the Most High and how to fear them. You see how Satan is on the prowl right now? Satan right now is not playing. He's attacking our children. Mm -hmm. So the Most High God says in order for us to to help our children, and excuse me, prepare our children for the battle, for the spiritual battle of witchcraft, we have to teach them early. We have to get them ready for battle at an early age. Mm -hmm. So this is what we're supposed to do right now. Go to um, Deuteronomy Actually, no, we don't have time to go to that. Go to um, Deuteronomy 13. Actually, Exodus 12. I'm sorry. Go to Exodus 12. I'm going to give you an example of uh, of something real quick. Exodus chapter 12. And start at verse 25. We're going to read 25 through 27. Just to give you an example of some of the things that we teach our children in the, in the body of Christ, but other people don't. They teach them something 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 different. Exodus 12 and 25. And you shall say, Exodus chapter 12, verse 25. And it shall come to pass when you become to the land which the Lord will give you, according as he has promised, that you shall keep this service. And it shall come to pass when your children shall say unto you, What mean ye by this service? That ye shall say, It is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover, who passed over the house of the children of Israel in Egypt, when he smote the Egyptians and delivered our house, our houses, and the people bowed their head and worshipped. So this is just an example I'm going to of how at an early age we're supposed to teach our children the Passover, because that is a commandment for the Lord, and that's a high holy day. And it explained how he delivered us, and it also it also explained when you read the story of all the gods that Egyptians were serving. And, and all the customs and the pagan traditions they were serving. Because at an early age, they got to learn these things. Because now they're being introduced on how to still serve the same Egyptian gods to this day. Yeah. So we have to teach our children to, to be aware of their gods, the other nations, and to also, also learn the customs and the statutes of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. That the children of Israel received the laws, right? Exactly. So go to Deuteronomy. I'm going to give it to you in a minute. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 13. Yep. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 13 and read verse 6 through 8. Because the whole world teaches Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, and all these things, which have absolutely nothing to do with the word of God. But we're supposed to teach the Passover. That's what the scripture just said. And we're supposed to teach our children at a young age. When we play this Harry Potter clip, there's so much information. We'll probably revisit this at a, a later date dealing with Harry Potter. But it's just to bring out some of the points and how Satan is so crafty on how he's trying to manipulate our children through radio, through television, through all these different shows, through movies, through books, through, at a, school. through school at an early age. So we're supposed to be more equipped to have our children educated at an early age. So that's really it in a nutshell on how to prepare our children because it's real scary what we just heard in that clip. Read uh, Deuteronomy 13 and 6. If thy brother, the son of thy mother, or thy son, or thy daughter, or the wife of thy bosom, or thy friend, which is as thy own soul, 
enticed thee secretly, saying, Let us go and serve other gods, which thou hast not known, thou nor thy father, namely of the gods of the people which are round about you, nigh unto thee or far off from thee, from the one end of the earth even unto the other end of the earth. Thou shalt not consent unto him. Stop there for a minute. Now, what we just heard with that clip, we understand that it's a form of serving other gods from the other people which is round about us. Mm -hmm. Because that's what this whole world is worshiping. They worshiping the things that we brought out in part one and part two, where it's going right back into astrology, going right back to the sun, the moon, the stars, and all these pagan traditions and festival days and all these things that this world served with Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, all that's lined up with the other nations. Let me, let me try to make it a little clearer for people because um, people may look at these things and say, well, what are you talking about worshiping another God? That has nothing to do with worshiping another God. Mm-hmm. But if you really look, for example, when you look at the ancient Egyptians uh, that were doing witchcraft, when they threw their rod down and it turned into a snake, everything uh, Moses was doing, they was duplicating it. They were doing it through Satan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the men that were doing it were the priests. It was the priests of the Egyptians. We brought this point out before, but if anybody didn't watch earlier shows, I want to really make it make it clear that you understand that these guys were worshiping Satan. They may not call it Satan. They may didn't say it was Satan, but it is Satan. Mm-hmm. They're doing it through the power of the demons. That's why the most I call it witchcraft, because witchcraft is dealing with evil spirits. So that's exactly what they're doing. Like Merlin the Magician, these powers are not coming from God. There's only two forces that's going to give him power. Either it's God or it's Satan. Mm-hmm. So it is another dealing with another philosophy. It's dealing with another God. It's dealing with Satan. Basically, that's what it's dealing with. Mm-hmm. Read, verse, uh, read verse 8 again. Thou shalt, this is Deuteronomy 13 and 8. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not consent unto him, nor hawking unto him. Because that's what's happening. A lot of people are hawking unto those that are being enticed by other demons and other gods. Because how do we know it's another God? We read it earlier about faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If it's not coming out of this Bible, it is from another God. That's exactly what it is. So even when our children, like my son, he's only six years six years old, and he knows about Harry Potter. He knows that it's witchcraft. He knows they cast spells and he got a wine. He knows they're learning witchcraft in the school. He knows that. Why? Because I teach him that. At an early age to be aware of that And that's what we're supposed to do, why? Because it's not innocent It's not nothing you're just playing around with It's not just fairy tale No, these are for real spells These are for real Then you just hear what the lady said about how she did her research And she got her information from what? From the occult So a lot of that stuff that was in there Had everything to do with the occult Going right back into witchcraft So the things that was written in that book and then that was brought out in the movie Had everything to do with paganism Had everything to do with witchcraft And this is what our children are being introduced to At an early age I want to go to another scripture before I give it to you Go to Proverbs 22 Proverbs 22 And I'm just going to read verse 6 And I'm going to give it to you Proverbs 22 and 6 mm-hmm. Alright Proverbs Excuse me. Proverbs 22 and 6. Mm-hmm. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, 
He will not depart from it. Now, this scripture is heavy because just like we read a little while ago, we train him up and learn the Passover. We train him up and learn, because my son knows better, too. My son knows, he's only six years old, he knows that a man ain't supposed to be with a man. He knows that a woman ain't supposed to be with a woman. He knows that already. One day, he saw it on SpongeBob and came to me and said, Daddy, Patrick was wearing high heels. Patrick was painting his toenails. Mm-hmm. I said, is a there, there go another avenue they coming at him again? Exactly. So I said, I said, Judah, now is a is a boy supposed to paint his toenails or wear high heels? He said, no, yeah, okay. So he knows that, but a lot of parents don't don't know that. A lot of parents don't teach their child that. So that's why they believe in this gay gene and all this crap. No, your child was introduced to it through television, learned behavior, some kind of form. His lust took to it at an early age. And in his mind, all he could remember is since he was born, he was like that. No. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? He was introduced to it some way, somehow. But that's how come we're supposed to train our child up in the way that he should go. So when he gets older, he knows he's supposed to be with a woman and not be with a man. It shows you the importance, too, man, of, of being learning the truth of God in Christ. Because how is a pastor defending his congregation from all these things that's going on if all he's teaching them is you got to bring me your money? Exactly. All you got to do is bring me tights. You're good. And everything else is going to fall into place. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, mm-hmm. you got all this madness and confusion going on. Everywhere you turn your head, Satan's coming at you, coming at your children. And you think it's all about the tights. Okay. You right. That's all you have? Yeah. I'm right, I just have one scoop. Just short to, uh, piggyback off of that. Yeah. This is uh, Ephesians, the sixth chapter. Because we're short for time. I ain't want to go crazy. But Ephesians chapter 6. Um, the one we pull out all the time, man. Mm-hmm. 6 and 4. You want to start at 1? Or 6 and 4 then? Mm-hmm. All right. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Yeah, so one point we bring out is like, for example, when you look in modern society, a lot of people that, are, that have hatred towards their parents, one of the main reasons they hate their parents is for not being there or being abusive, mm-hmm. things of that nature. They might be on drugs and stuff like that. So we have to be focused on what it is we're supposed to do for our children. We have to be there in their lives. And it tells us that we have to train them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So... We're supposed to teach them the scriptures, like the scriptures we read. Mm-hmm. You know, because the word nurture means to feed someone, uh, to train them. Mm-hmm. But you don't just you don't just take care of them and train them any old direction. You train them in the admonition of the Lord, meaning the Most High's counsel. You teach them what the scriptures say. You teach them the commandments. You teach them not to steal, not to kill, not to commit idolatry and all these things. Mm-hmm. That's how we're supposed to train our children. And when they grow old, like the scripture read in Proverbs, they're going to continue in that path. That's right. But this world is trying to teach them in witchcraft. <laughs> they're trying to teach them horoscopes is all right. Yeah. That's why most people, I grew up thinking horoscope is all right. Yeah. I was just talking to my oldest daughter. She was saying, what, what? And I What's didn't get it with the scriptures. She was like, what, what? I didn't know that. Yeah. What's wrong with just being innocent? What's wrong with just reading it and knowing what I'm going to be this month or this week? <laughs> yeah. But it's all going back to dealing with witchcraft. And we have to teach that to our children. Now more so than ever before. Mm-hmm. 
Go to Isaiah 54 and 13 real quick, and then we'll probably uh, get ready to end it. Isaiah 54 and 13. I just want to bring out this point. Isaiah 54 and 13. All right. Yeah. Isaiah 54, verse 13 reads, And all thy children shall be thought of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. Because that's what it's really all about, because we know this is a prophecy that Isaiah was reading, you know. And when you go and, and, and read more of the New Testament, you'll see it makes sense, because the scriptures tell you that his Holy Spirit is going to come upon all of us. Mm-hmm. And it even talks about the children, the sons and the daughters that be prophesying and things of that nature. So, but what is it going into? It's going to the Holy Spirit that's giving them that truth and that understanding. Because a lot of people don't, you, you think your child don't have the gift either? You think the Holy Spirit ain't going to be poured upon your child? Well, we just finished listening to some, some of this demonic crap that the unholy spirit, the unclean spirit is coming on our children at an early age. So why can't the Holy Spirit come on our children at a young age? Because they have to be taught of the Most High God and be trained. And then that knowledge and understanding shall increase in our children. And just like ourselves, brother, we didn't come up since we was a child. Imagine how much knowledge and wisdom we would have had if we was taught at a young age, as these children today, five, six years old at a young age. Hmm. We'll be extremely wise in these scriptures. Yeah, yeah. So, but this is the thing we got to teach our children, to put them in that right path so the Holy Spirit could direct them and give them knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. So then the scriptures tell them so then they could teach their children. And their children can teach their children. And it, and it just keeps going on and on and on until Christ shows up on the scene. And those that are righteous in the Holy Spirit shall inherit all things. And that's the true inheritance and the true prosperity of, of the reward that we're going to receive if we stay faithful in these scriptures. Exactly. And not the prosperity of this so-called wicked-ass society as far as uh, the Christian world about the prosperity doctrine. It's not, that's not what we're talking about. All he care about is a piece of the devil's pie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I, I got one more scripture. Um, uh-huh. If you're done with that. Yeah, I'm done. Uh, Deuteronomy 23 and start at verse 20. I mean numbers. Sorry about that. Numbers uh-huh. 23 and 20. Uh, this was a, uh, uh, the story here we're going to read is this guy, uh, when Israel was coming out of Egypt, he wanted to curse Israel. He wanted to, he wanted to use some divination on him. And this is what uh, the prophet was told concerning this. Numbers chapter 23, verse 20. Behold, I have received commandment to bless, and he hath blessed, and I, and I cannot reverse it. He hath not. That's the one you wanted? Yeah, so we'll stop he's, there. Barak, oh, okay. he's saying that he received commandment from the Most High to bless Israel. Mm-hmm. And that commandment cannot be reversed. So the blessing come to us when we in the words of the Most High and we remain in the words of the Most High, the Most High is going to protect us. Because a lot of people out there, uh, they're using witchcraft to curse people. They think they got power in witchcraft. Mm-hmm. But there's no power above the powers of the Most High in Christ. Exactly. Right? Read on that. Verse 21. He hath not beheld iniquity in Jacob. Neither hath he seen perverseness in Israel. The Lord his God is with him. And the, and the shout of a king is among them. You going? Mm-hmm. Read, read down to, uh, okay. God brought them out of Egypt. He hath, as it were, the strength of a unicorn. Surely, surely there is no enchantment against Jacob. Neither is there any divination against Israel. So see that when Israel, when we in this in this gospel, 
and we repent in Christ, mm-hmm. there's no power against us. Exactly. There's no enchantment against Israel. So we don't have to worry about these things. Mm-hmm. We, we have the greatest power there is. That's right. Satan can't do nothing against us. When we in the scriptures of the when we in the image of God in Christ, we are invincible. Mm-hmm. Let me read that again. Surely there is no enchantment against Jacob. Not is there any divination against Israel. According to this time, it shall be said of Jacob and of Israel, what hath God wrought? What has God wrought? What a great people. Because just like I want to bring this point out before we end it um, with saying that, that's a beautiful point. Because a lot of people think this form of witchcraft is a heavy power, to, you know, a force to be reckoned with. But see, the most high God force, like, this, like um, a lot of people say, the saying of the world, your arm is too short to box with God. You understand? Yeah. So Satan and his power, their arm is too short to box with God. The most high spirit, Holy Spirit, is a, is beyond any other strength out here. So they could try whatever they want to do. They can learn all the witchcraft they want. But when you're staying in the commandments and laws of the most high through Jesus Christ, you are protected. And can't, exactly. can't nobody curse you because you are blessed from the most high. Exactly. Exactly. There's no enchantment against you. Mm-hmm. So nobody can throw no witchcraft or no mojo or none of that crap. But we shouldn't be dealing with that or looking for that for, for our power. Exactly. So uh, so with that, we, we hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, Lord's Will will go more into Harry Potter at a later date. But Lord's Will, um, those out there um, that were taught things that were contrary to doctrine, the scriptures say faith, come by hear- faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Lord's Will, the word of God came out today. And you will repent if you was falling short of the glory of the Most High God. And with that, yeah. thank you for tuning in. And may the Most High in Christ bless your understanding and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Shalom.
Killing each other in the streets for all the 